Hoovians hop in your TARDIS as you're listening to another episode of Doctor... Huh? <laughs> Wait a minute. Does Mark Gatiss know what his career is? <laughs> I don't think he does. Does Mark Gatiss know when he was born? Does he know the year of his birth? Can he we was check? born in the wrong generation and the lo- <laughs> wrong line of work. I'm Jordan and I'm hungry! 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 I'm Sam, and I'm going to lose my mind watching TV. They told me they'd scold me, but I'll still tune into every show. Nobody knows, nobody knows. Sitting in my living room with nothing left to do. I think I'm going blind, just like Mr. Magoo. What if that was the theme for this episode? What if we use that for our podcast theme this week? Oh, no, there's an idea. I've never done that for a podcast before. No, definitely not. We are talking this week about Series 2, Episode... Sam? Seven, The Idiot's Lantern, written by Mark Gatiss, directed Boo. by Iros Lynn, I think it's pronounced. I have no opinions on the direction of this episode. Mark, A lot of Dutch angles. Mark, Mark, I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like you in Sherlock. I didn't like when you wrote the episode of Robots of Sherwood. I didn't like, Robot, I didn't like when he did that either. Why was it called Robot of Sherwood if there were so many dang robots in it? I don't know. <laughs> we can't. Don't make me think about that anymore. Uh, yeah. Here's yeah. here's a funny here's a funny little uh, trick of fate. Uh, you know, because I I always have long said that I I think there might be some people who don't believe us that are we're really randomly generating these. Um, and this week, I mean, uh, if anyone believes that, message me and I'll kill you. Because <laughs> Sam has the Can fucking. I say that? Yeah, I think you can. You're not targeting anyone specifically. Right, because nobody believes that, so I'm allowed to to threaten people who don't exist. If you think we're not randomly generating these episodes, I will come to your house and I will end your life with my own two hands. But Uh, nobody thinks that, so that's, it's not an issue. But, uh, fortune smiles upon us, the the time gods, as, as, uh, (laughs) as they are in their, and their japes and tricks have, as the Jolteon of Let's Play would have said, (laughs) if he were still Uh, with us today. This week, we are talking about an episode that concerns the coronation of uh, Queen Elizabeth II, and I think tomorrow, is that right? Tomorrow is the coronation of what's-his-name, the whoever-the-fuck-who-cares. The, the old fucking dude in and his hey, idiot hat. you know what's yeah. beautiful about that is because it hasn't happened yet as we're recording, we don't know, by the time this he episode goes up, will everyone have had their faces sucked off? Oh, I thought you were going to say, would the funniest thing that could happen happen, which is that he dies before, or maybe during the coronation. Ooh. Ooh. Just a little, like, they put the stupid hat on him and he falls over because he can't <laughs> hold it up. <laughs> they put the idiot hat onto the new parasite <laughs> On the chief. new parasite king, yeah. That was a, it's, you know, it's good that, uh, it's good that this was a 10th Doctor <laughs> episode because if it was Christopher Eccleman, he would not be able to hold his tongue, and he'd be well, he'd be. Here's riffing. a fun fact. Yeah, uh, Mark Gatiss wrote this episode thinking that it would be a Ninth Doctor story. Now, I say he wrote this episode. When I say he wrote this episode, what I mean is he plagiarized a story that a friend of his came up with. Very cool, Mark. He, t- in his defense, I read an interview with him about this episode. He didn't realize, he said it was a story that his friend told him he came up with, like, years before this, and he completely forgot about it. Oh, yeah, sure, And he sure, did sure, talk sure, to Mark. his friend about it, and his friend was like, oh, it's fine, and then they they were cool. And then they but, kissed. 
Apparently, he did lift the plot of this episode from something his friend told him. Oops. He was like, "What if, what if you're you got sucked off by a television set?" Now there's an idea. Um, I mean, that would have been better than this episode. Yeah, I mean, this one was whatever. Uh, oh, it has a uh, uh, new, uh, new superlative worst hair, uh, worst doctor hair uh, moment. I uh, did not like to see David Tennant with a pompadour. It I was didn't not. Mind it. it wasn't doing it for me. Uh, I mean, I not. not None, none of the doctors have ever done anything for me in that sense. If that's what you're implying, uh, I, you know, every week we we see how much the doctor gets our rocks off that week, and we give them a <laughs> still zero for me. Um, not sure about you. We've never it's done like, this segment before. It's like a, well, we do it every week, and we always give them a chili pepper rating. And this <laughs> week, David Tennant gets a a, a lukewarm one out of five chili peppers. As opposed to uh, the whenever Matt Smith wears a fez and he gets eight out of five chili peppers. I'm going to politely decline uh, to participate in this segment and give them all a blanket zero chili peppers across the board for the entire run of every season of this entire show. Just absolutely, just tepid, tepid. You're not even going to indulge. We've done this every week. I don't know why you're (laughs) quitting the segment now. I, I I simply refuse to engage with the show this way. <laughs> you don't you don't want you want to ditch the the ahuga meter. <laughs> I mean, I know that you spent five thousand dollars on it. <laughs> I'll just chuck it out, I guess. <laughs> we be, we begin this week's episode uh, with the the rat bastard of Magpie, Mister um, Magpie himself, Mister Magpie. And he says, he says, he's looking at the books. He's, the numbers don't add up. It's just like on The Secret Life of the American Teenager. There's no money. Great. Uh, and he needs a supernatural or a extraterrestrial and aid. Much like, on, much like George Jurgens on The Secret Life of the American Teenager. I need a miracle. And the miracle comes in that the form. That is way too niche. I'm so sorry. That's a, yeah. that's an emoji in our Discord server. <laughs> and, uh, and then we see, so if you're Mark Gatiss and you were born in the wrong generation and you wish you grew up in the 50s when uh, when the United Kingdom was a little bit wider than maybe you prefer. Am I allowed to say that? Is that is that too far? I think that uh, might be a little bit too far. I think that we'll the virulent, we'll, 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 virulent we'll certainly racist, discuss that soon. I think the virulent racist Mark Ga- Gatiss, uh, you know, he's I very don't nostalgic. I think that you can say that. <laughs> Uh, he was very, very nostalgic for like BBC at the, what is it called? The Alexandra Hall or something. They, they do the broadcast. And there's a lady on the TV and she's like, Oh, good, jolly good. We are getting off the air for the night. Cheerio. Oh, so old bean. <laughs> and that's kind of what Mark Gatiss is into. He like, he, he, he wishes that all cars. Sexually. Ha- Can I say that? Yes, I think so. I mean, he has the Hahuga meter cranked up to nine. So. You cranked up, do you get, do you decide, I lost the plot here, do you, do you crank the meter yourself? I don't know, you're the one who had it built. I, you never even showed me your schematics. I'm gonna be real with you, Sam. Uh, this whole time, all these episodes where we've been referring to the Ahuga meter to determine how sexy the doctor was, uh, how smexy, sorry, the doctor was each week. Um, it does, it never worked. So I just kind of arbitrarily assigned a value based on my own opinions. Ew, those are your opinions. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Uh, historical context for Americans or normal people, Elizabeth II's coronation was 1953. So that's when this episode is set, okay? Uh, we, we, uh... If you're not one of those weirdos who knows that off the top of your head, the fucking nerve of this episode to not give us, a uh, uh, like, London, 1953. Mm-hmm. We cut to, uh, the main family of the home... Uh, of the show, the home the of the Connollys, uh, who are, uh, well, the dad sucks, and, and then the mom is whatever, and then the son is, he's, he's, a, he's a smart, adventurous boy, and then there's a grandma, and she's like, I love having a face! <laughs> it's my favorite thing! I do all my favorite things with my face! The plot of this family is that the dad is a chauvinist pig, uh, Tommy want TV, and grandma want no lose face, um, but you know you it's don't a, always get what you want. This is, it's it's giving rolled doll to me, where it's like the telly will rot your suck your brain and okay, suck your face is, off. This is so funny though because the the grandma is like we don't need a TV, but the the dad's like well maybe we'll get one so we can watch the coronation. He's like a very patriotic son of a bitch. He's got a bunch of medals. He's a veteran. He's like whatever. a veteran, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the grandma's like, no TV, TV rots your brains out of your ears. And it would, one, one could th- watch this episode and think that it's, uh, a metaphor for how TV is bad for you. But it's on TV, so that wouldn't be good. That but would- <laughs> reading, reading that interview with Mark Gatiss, I truly don't believe for a second that he ever thought about that. I think it's more about how aliens are bad. Well, and- <laughs> <laughs> certainly this one. But uh, apparently the original conceit of this was that it was going to be like a song that messes with your head and makes you go weird. It was going to be Mr. Sandman, I guess, because they said it's. he said it's a creepy song. I don't know. <laughs> why that song is creepy. Does he have some some like un, unspoken childhood trauma or something? Maybe he's seen the Just Say Me episode of The Secret Life of the American Teenager. <laughs> Shut um but but Ten yeah, times. apparently they they had they just like reshuffled stuff around and they were like, "Oh, can you have it be about TV instead?" And he was like, "Oh, okay, fine." <laughs> so there was never in any moment of the production of this an intended like metaphor for TV being bad for you. Which does explain a lot, because the whole time I was watching this, I was like, Mark, do you know what you do for a living? <laughs> uh, we cut back to Magpie's home of cringe fail electronics, and uh, he's looking at his big stack of red-labeled bills, and then... Just a, uh, a pile of bills labeled doesn't add up. <laughs> And one th- you know how he's going to solve those financial problems is by giving TVs away at well below the uh, the going rate for a TV at this time. But anyway. Hey, you know uh, what? I forgot that he was having money problems. That really has nothing to do with anything that he does and actually makes it weird that he does everything that he does. I think huh? this episode is really about a man who is in love with his 2D waifu, but we'll get to that. I the plot of we... this episode would legitimately make more sense if his business was thriving. Yeah, uh, his, uh, the, like, TV aerial gets struck by, uh, lightning, and then the, the Red BBC- lightning, ooh! The BBC, uh, like, TV, uh, lady, host lady is there, and she's like, hello, I'm on your TV, I'm on your telly, and then it's, his face gets sucked in, it gets sucked off, and it's really funny. 
and she screams and laughs, or he screams and she laughs. She uh, likes it. I mean, I laughed too. It was really funny. Rose gets out of the TARDIS elsewhere. She's wearing a 50s skirt and she's like, oh man, I wanted to see the Vegas era. Mark Gatiss then just takes an opportunity Sorry, to- Sorry, can we, can we yeah. talk about the Vegas, the Vegas era? era. Back when Las Vegas when, existed. <laughs> before the storm swept it away. Before uh, before it turned into salt. Oh, man. Uh, before Bring God, back Vegas. I miss Before Vegas. God destroyed it. Uh, Rose wanted to see it. And then and then the doctor slash stroke Mark Gatiss just takes a second to, like, fat shame Elvis for some reason. Uh, well, just, you know, that's kind of the, the big joke get, of Elvis. Get his ass, Mark. Get his ass. Have you ever um, heard the story of Elvis and the sandwiches? Yeah, he really liked those sandwiches, and he would eat, like, a big-ass sandwich. Do you know what I'm referring to? I, I think it was that he, like, made his private plane dr- fly him to get some sandwiches or something. Well, it was that there was a specific restaurant that made a sandwich that was, like... It was, like, peanut butter, jelly, and bacon or something. Yes, but it was a pound of bacon and a full jar each of peanut butter and jelly it per sounds, sandwich. It sounds pretty extreme. And he was, like, with some... I think it was... I think it was, like, government officials or something. And he was like, hey, can we take my private plane? To, this is my Elvis impression. Hey. Can we take my private plane to to go get some of those sandwiches? And they flew a private plane and they got those sandwiches. And I was reading this story and I'm like, man, celebrities are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, they really are when you have all that money. Anyway, uh, they go they go to find Elvis, but they're in England. And there's, like, double-decker buses and, and union flags Right side up. Um, that'll make it uh, sense in just a second. Uh, everywhere. And then Rose sees him and she says, wait a minute. Where are we? And more importantly, when, when are, are we? we? We're back, baby! <laughs> We're they're in, uh, they're in uh, We go back to the Connolly family. They're watching Muffin the Mule. Oh, all, the, Mark, all the British viewers are losing Mark, their shit at Mark, this. Mark, you, you born in, what, like 1979, probably? Let's take Woo-hoo, a look. Mark Gatiss. Mark, just looking back. Uh, he was born in 1966. I was off by 13 years. Just so nostalgic. He's such a mule head. He's just the God. I wish he was born, and I wish I could have watched he's, Columbo he's when it was airing. He's such a muffin top. <laughs> and and uh, and everybody's sad. Everybody's okay, sad except so for the dad. So we find out very clapping. shortly that what's happening here is that something has happened to Grandma. Something terrible. <laughs> We see that the mom and the son are watching Muffin the Mule, and they're looking really, really sad while the dad, Eddie, is I'm just like, this, what this an amazing a, new invention! This is a, a rolled doll-ass family down yes, to the well, part Yes, well, because we find out that he's the, like, what, what's the word? He's like performatively enjoying the show to try to act like everything is cool and And good. there's like a thudding but just noise just the upstairs, visual, yeah. the visual of this like meathead pig- Watching Muffin the Mule while his wife and son are like are crying. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah! let's go! <laughs> Fuck yeah! It's the best shit I've ever seen." Uh, and then they say like, something about they that have awful horrible face, face, and then we hear a thumping from upstairs, and they go, "She must be awake. She's probably hungry." Which how are they feeding them? I mean, let's just get, just, we'll, we'll just cut the, to the chase. She ain't got no face. Their faces are getting pulled off. I mean, I'm saying that she must be hungry. What do we do about that? 
I think is what they're saying. Uh, Uh, The Doctor and Rose uh, see Mr. Magpie hard at work uh, setting up TVs for the coronation. This is where we find out that Magpies... uh, Oh, and they remark on the fact that every house on the street has a TV aerial, which which is weird for Rose because when she was... You know, her grandma, who was uh, Mark Gatiss's age, uh, remembers when uh, everybody, like one person on the block had a TV and they'd all pile in the room to watch well, the coronation. Yeah, I, I get that might just be like sort of a cultural touchstone for the British. I don't know. It's like for the oh, old everyone people. remembers all crowding around to watch the coronation. I don't know. Uh, did you notice how the TV aerials look like swastikas? I didn't notice that. That is uh, neither did he, I. But uh, Mark mentioned it in the interview. That's really funny because that doesn't really uh, connect with anything in the episode. Besides, no, the fact I don't that think de- that it quite has anything to do. With anything. I love when Dur- it's like when Khaleesi had the big scary wings. It's like wow, God, this really should be taught in every film class. Really cool. Uh, uh, and then we find out that that Magpie has been giving these TVs away. Uh, and I say that in the infomercial sense, uh, for five pounds a piece, which is, you know, the numbers don't add up. How am I supposed to make a profit Right, here? why even bring up that he's struggling financially if you're then going to have him, we will find out, under duress of alien threat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, like, TVs. W- w- uh, back in the day, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, when Mark Gatiss wishes he lived, when you would want to get a TV, you would just pick your healthiest son... And you just trade him in for the TV, <laughs> and then they would just give it to you. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's got some kids somewhere to... Uh. Uh, but this is the part that really fucking killed me. Oh, is it when Doctor is like, oh, the, the, the good throughout old days. This episode, throughout Not this a, episode, we're going to be dealing with the Connolly family and seeing what a terrible time it was to be a woman and blah, 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 blah. Which, I guess a big fundamental problem that I have with this episode is... When you're doing time travel stories and you go to the past, you have two choices. You either depict the social issues of the day or you don't. There, Obviously, there's different degrees of that, but you either show them or allude to them or you just don't this do This episode it. shows them and then the doctor says that he, what the good old days. It's so weird to have like half of this episode be about how bad it was to be a woman in 1953 in England. But then the doctor arrives, a man, and goes, God damn, 1953, one of the greatest years in human history. Women knew their place. Also, there's one. It's going to take a few regenerations for him to stop liking segregation, it turns out. Did you notice that he looked exactly like Crasco from Rosa? Um, (laughs) I counted, I looked, I counted, and and it wasn't very hard to count because there was one, uh, one black person in this episode, one extra black person. Yeah, and they, they like made a weird point, like after the coronation at the end of the episode, when it's like, everything's good now. They just show like one black man celebrating. (laughs) Uh, He's like one, the one guy that is in their neighborhood. Very cool. Uh, yeah, the doctor sees this incredibly segregated neighborhood, and he's like, I love it here. I wish I'd never had to leave. This just I hope I me- never become my 13th self. <laughs> this reminds me of... Ga- Is that what's going to happen as he regenerates into to, to the uh, to the 15th or 14th or whatever if doctor, and he's just like, oh, God, I was racist. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he regenerates as the 14th doctor and goes... Oh, 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 oh my god, take me back to the 50s. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god, I can't believe I've been walking walking through an integrated society. 
He doesn't understand. He hasn't looked in the mirror yet. This is going to be a real shock to his system. Right. It's going to be it's going to be the 10th, 14th doctor learns that racism is bad and then he can finally become black. Oh, God. Um, we then uh, see a person with a. Like Sorry. A, hold on. Yeah. So I haven't seen the the show, the, the scene in the show where uh, Peter Capaldi regenerates into Jodie Whittaker and goes, that's a bloody woman. Well, um, that just happened, she says. But I'm sure that there is a moment where Jody's like, whoa, that's new. And then probably, mm-hmm. like, starts, like, grabbing her tits and she's like, whoa, whoa nice. nice. Um, I'm a little wondering <laughs> what's going to happen what when the doctor say? becomes black. <laughs> We'll cross that bridge when we roll a random episode, <laughs> Sam. That's not a now problem. What is anyway. a now problem is the man with a bag over his head being dragged out by the police into his police into the police yes, car. This is they are on the Connolly Street. Their their neighbor Ted is being dragged outside in a sack, uh, and Tommy the son uh, walks outside. Not to be confused and- with Tommy the token. <laughs> Tommy tells the doctor and Rose, like, oh, people have been turning into monsters. I don't, it's so weird. The police keep dragging them away. I think somewhere, I can't remember when, but at some point they say, like, I don't know how the police even find out about it. Uh, and then Eddie's like, get back inside, you stupid I gotta prick. say, every single line that Eddie says in this episode is, said like this, get back inside. You son of that bitch, you With get back teeth. inside the he's trying I can, your eye. He's practicing his ventriloquism act, because he does not open his mouth when he speaks. <laughs> um, the uh, the police take uh, the, the monster man away, and the doctor uh, gets on a moped, which was inside the TARDIS. I think. Yeah, we didn't mention that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I really like this scene because he chases after them, and then the driver says uh, something along the lines of "Activate Operation Market Stall." Which yeah, is, I made uh, a note of that, and it, it turns out that that's absolutely, completely not worth noting. In any way. Well, I just think it's funny because it was named something. It's like if they called D-Day like Operation Go on the Beach. Yes, Operation Market Stall is that two guys disguised a as like stall. workers close a gate. And they put a market in, like, stall behind their market stalls in front of the way, so that they the do- and I love big brain doctors like, well, where did they go? What could possibly have happened here? It's like they painted a they fucking. Can't have, they turned in this direction, and then there's, there's a another, closed gate. There's a big they door. They have just gone through it. Uh, and then Rose is like, well, maybe we should gather some information. Why don't we ask the neighbors? And the doctor's like, what the fuck is wrong with you and you and your, what does he say, domestic approach? Well, he, he compliments her. He's like, ah, the domestic approach. We think so differently or something what like is that. This? It's and she's people what's going on. And she's like, oh, thank you. Hey, wait, was that supposed to be an insult? I have something positive to say about this episode, Jordan. Huh? I actually have two positive things to say about them, although one of them, uh, is, sort of going to be damning with faint praise when we get to the end, but I thought that Billy Piper seemed like she was having a great time this week. I think Billy Piper always seems like she's having a great time. She just she just seemed very energized. She seemed they, like she was loving it. You, you, they put you in a poodle skirt, and, and then you're just carried through the rest of your, your uh, day filming, I guess. She was levitating like she smelled a pie she in was, a cartoon for the whole episode. She was so happy, because she could cast her mind back to the good old days when uh, when women... 
knew their place. <laughs> uh, we go back to Mr. Magpie at his shitty shop, uh, and he tells the woman on the screen that he's finished it. <sighs> and she calls him a good boy, and he loves it. I kind of felt like he wanted to wanted to to fuck the TV lady a little bit. No, I disagree. I think that's his 2D waifu is is what I I fully disagree. Uh and then Because she he's like he's like please are you going to leave soon? Please you're are you burning going... me on the inside. And I love it, he said. Did you and notice this was, again this was this was a moment where until I read that interview with Mark Gatiss, I was like does he know that he writes for TV because the the alien lady on the TV is like I say the alien lady. If it's not clear, sh- this is like the BBC broadcaster's image being used by this sort of alien sort of incorporeal to, yeah. TV signal alien. Uh, and she says, The tragedy of humanity is that they can never go back from this new modern era. And I was like, okay, so TV is bad. I liked the part when Magpie said, my brain hurts from all of the radiation being pelted out of my television screen. And also, I know for a fact that in the mid-2000s, they never fixed that problem. And it's killing everybody who's watching TV. And then they and he's, they let him say that, and I, I couldn't believe it. But it's then we get true. another one of this episode's weird, like, pseudo-feminist moments where the the lady on the TV goes... Cometh the hour, cometh the man, or lady. I love when they add, and also women, to uh, historical quotes, um, or, or like, sayings, uh, and they go, feminism. Yeah, and I'll have a lot more when to the, say about that very when shortly. The evil, when the evil killer alien monsters, like, and also women, by the way. <laughs> I know that our main character, like, loves more, this time period. More women alien TV screen more psychological face sucker hypnosis. More alien TV sucker, screen psychological hypnosis, face sucker hypnosis electronic beings. Red lightning. <laughs> uh, Tommy goes upstairs to uh, check on his grandma, who is still thumping. Uh, and his dad sees him and is like, and he says more, he says more gonna, words. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk <laughs> about this. We're gonna have a talk about this. Downstairs, he, he quietly yells at Tommy and he's like, so you can forget about college. Well, I want uh, daddy, I want to go read my books and might go to do math problems. He's like 16 and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, his wife, Rita, is like, but please, my mother, she... And he's he's like, don't interrupt me. He's talking in Ricky voice. Don't interrupt me. You're not going to interrupt me. Uh, the doctor and Rose arrive at the door. Uh, he psychic papers him and... Uh, he says, and, I oh, represent... He, 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 he kind of Sherlock's like him. He's, he, he's like, hmm, upper middle class, very patriotic. Uh, so I'd say... And he, like, flashes the psychic paper. And he's like, I probably represent queen and country or whatever. And he comes and in and he's like... And now begins yeah. the, tu- the ownage tour of this the Connolly is, household. This part is insane. This part is, what if Rose owned a misogynist with pedantry <laughs> and okay this is this is now i want to go back to my point that i that i put a pin in about the about 1953 is so epic yes it's very bad for women but 
But because... a queen, but a woman gets to wear a very fancy hat and live in a very fancy house. So <laughs> equality achieved, I guess. Oh, and also yes, they, she they only put got the this idiot job. hat on her parasite head in this <laughs> she, very episode. She got the job because she was born into it. So you can't become a you can't you as a woman can't become the queen. But this one woman did get to be queen for a long so, time. So yes, because the doctor starts owning this guy. Because he he, he walks around, his... he's like inspecting the place. He's like, yeah, he tell, oh, he no tells flags him. up on the walls. Yeah. I thought I thought you'd be more excited about the coronation. He's like, oh, uh, my 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 stupid bloody wife hasn't had a chance to do it yet. Get to it, Rita. And the doctor's like, whoa, 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 whoa. why her? And he's like, well, she's the woman. She does the housework. And the doctor's like, um, you know, last I checked, we were about to crown a woman as queen, and then, does and she also do housework. And Eddie's like, uh, uh, n- no, and, my, and in my point of view, as yes, a I'll, I'll hang them up right away. All all women are queens, he says. And then this part fucking killed me dead. He's like, all right, I'll put up the Union Jack. And then Rose looks at the camera and she does smirking face and she says, well, actually, Union Jack is what it's called when it's at sea. <clears throat> this is called the Union Flag. My favorite kind of pedantry. Wrong pedantry. <laughs> I looked it up. It, correct. It said I. I read on the internet. Mark. Mark and I both. Me and Mark. We read on the internet that that is true. But also, even that, if it is, that was true. Like what? Like three hundred years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no. In the nostalgic days of Mark Gatiss's youth, growing up in the sixteenth century. Uh, but yeah, Rose, she, she like leans over to the doctor and is like, my mom used to date a sailor, which I, I mean, what a treat this man must have been just oh. constantly correcting people about the union Jack. Well, he brought <laughs> getting her, broken up with by Jackie. He brought Jackie the most exotic coffee tables from all over the world. <laughs> uh, and then Here you they, go, Jackie from the colonies, <laughs> this one's a Coco Bolo. <laughs> Uh, they this sit one's down. Aradara. <laughs> I hate it. A lot of secret life this week. Yeah, I, what else is new? We gotta take uh, our pills or something. I don't know. So they, they sit down with Tommy. They introduce themselves. Don't you love they say, television? wow, TV sure is cool. And I was like, wait, what's the episode? TV about? sure is cool. And then Tommy and. That the, was and my moment where I was like, oh, wait, is this not meant to be an analogy? T- Tommy and his mom, they're like, TV's cool. And they're like, yeah, we love it. We love, it's we love our grand and our grandma too. So they ask Rita what's wrong, and she she says, "You said you're a doctor. Can you help my mom?" Her and then Eddie has this moment where he's like, "Wait a minute, I'm macho and masculine. I am." And he's like, "You get out of my house. This is my house. Damn it, you're under my roof." And then uh, this is a moment that I have to assume is a gif on Tumblr. Oh, yeah. it, I mean, where everything's he goes, a gif. I oh, yeah. am talking, and the doctor the- goes. And I'm not listening. So that's probably a gif. Pretty cool. Um, and then the doctor says, you're going to tell me what's going on here. And then the thumping, the grandma thumps come up. And Tommy says that like everybody on their street or people on their street have been like getting, they've been changing. And then when they change, the police come to take, take them. Oh yeah. This is where he says, I, I nobody knows how the police are even finding out about it. They go upstairs and they see grandma and she's got no face. And then she tells the doctor to draw her a new face. Uh, like an animal. 
He's like, I know how to fix this, and he just grabs a sharpie and just makes a little happy face. <laughs> Much better. Uh, and then the police come in, and then they confiscate, they repossess Grandma. And uh, the for anyone gets who fucking... doesn't know what we're getting at, that is an Animal Crossing reference. Also, the doctor gets his shit rocked so right, he just gets like... I, yeah, I you know, I like the 10th Doctor, but I also did like to see him get, like, severely decked by a gigantic I was, man. I was kind of surprised. I mean, it's not like the Doctor has a particularly high constitution, but, like, I would think... Right, he's not He's not Pertwee. <laughs> he gets punched in the face and he re- he, ca- he gets back up and he looks like Matt Smith. <laughs> Patreon.com slash potting bros to hear our most recent bonus episode about the 3rd Doctor, like, single-handedly taking out six men with spears. <laughs> And he and he has his own bespoke Vulcan neck grip of his very own. <laughs> God, he's he's such a badass. I love the third Doctor. He's a badass old man. Uh, so yeah, the he's Doctor, a buff Grandpa. They leave. Uh, they they take. They repossess Grandma. They're going to trade her in for a new TV. I have a question for you. When we when you were watching this episode, I didn't did watch you, this episode. I, I mean, what did you? What did huh? you? That's our ultimate prank. Not only did we not actually roll this episode, we didn't even watch it. <laughs> we made that we made this whole show up. When you watched this episode, did you think for any point of it that there was like any sort of intrigue of like are these really the police? I I figure I mean, I guess so because they weren't like they were like not in uniform and they weren't in a police car, but Yeah, I think they made a point about like it's an unmarked car or something. So I so in my notes I and I ended up going back and deleting it, but basically every time I wrote the word police, I did parentheses question mark because I was like, I'm not sure that this is the it is. It's it's just the police. They would never lie about that. The the guy who punched the doctor in the face though, he seemed like I mean, I'm pretty sure he was a brute type enemy from Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yeah, I think so. You have to like you got to dodge out of the way from him and you got to run into a big wall and then Yeah, but but he it turns out he is just a huge meathead cop. I um, do I you know, I actually have to I have to tell you thank you because I thought I was the only person who can exclusively relate to human beings through what kind of Assassin's Creed Syndicate enemy they are. <laughs> well, I, British I really, people. I was really embarrassed by this problem where I see a person, I see a man, all men are Jacobs and women are Evies to me. Evies? I mean, Evie? I mean, that's how I feel about the British. And you, you remember when, when our family went to Italy and we viewed everything through the lens of Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood. It's the only way, it's the only way that I perceive the world is through video games. Maybe <laughs> just, Mark just Gatiss- pointing it at, I climbed that! <laughs> Maybe Mark Gatiss should make an episode where if someone gets their face sucked off by a by an Xbox or something. I jumped off that and killed a guy. <laughs> Look at me, I'm gonna do it in real life. <laughs> uh, we did it we did get kicked out. Um of the country. Um so yeah, they take the grandma away. Uh the doctor goes to chase after them, but Rose notices weird red lightning coming out of the TV, so she stays behind. This I really liked at first. I like that Rose goes off and does her own investigation without the doctor. I I I was going to give her the Yaz Initiative Award until she was <laughs> it's not nightmarishly stupid it's in a little just, bit. Did she pass it's a yes or no did she pass the Yaz test this week? 
I know, but I'm inventing something new called the Yaz Award of Initiative. The Yaz Award <laughs> that's for not, Companion Initiative. But that doesn't even make sense because that's like if I called it like the fucking uh, the fucking Patrick Star Award for Mathematics. That's not what Yaz does. The whole thing is that Yaz doesn't do fucking anything in her episodes. Okay, fine. The Rose Award for Companion Initiative. There you the go. Sarah Jane it's, Award. Did she pass the Yaz test? Yes or no? She does pass the Yaz test, Thank and you. she almost received a Sarah Jane Award. Okay, how's is that? Is that it? Do we give ex, uh, outstanding awards for for achievement uh, yeah. for companions? <laughs> yes, the Yaz test is the absolute bare minimum. The Sarah Jane Award is for achievement, and, and if the companion kills anyone, she gets the Leela Cross, <laughs> <laughs> the glowing green heart. Um, I did. I learned a new thing today. Uh, a new skill. A new piece of knowledge that will serve me well oh, in my life. Yeah, you finish that thought, and then I, I want to go back to companion awards. Uh, which is when Rose corrects Reggie or whatever his name is on uh, the Union Jack being upside down. Apparently, Sam, if the white is on, t- if the little red stripe is below the wide white stripe, that's the right way up. But if the red stripe is on top. Like the diagonal line, if the red stripe is on top, then you've put the damn flag upside down. So you, but, but only, but when it's on the left, sorry, let me correct that. On the left side, on the left side, the red thin stripe should be on the bottom with the white stripe on top. But on the right side, uh, on the right hand side, the red thin stripe should be. Uh, here, I think it'd be better if I just say you pick. Maybe we should post this to our our our. Uh, this I'm is going really to kill you. Really important. So I'm just going to make sure you can see this, so you don't ever make this mistake in your life. Oh yeah, when I'm hanging up my union. When you're flag. hanging up, I mean the coronation is tomorrow. Or I'm the union jack on my boat. It's a union flag. Yeah. Um, you make sure because the coronation is tomorrow. You did buy your flag. This is WikiHouse is teaching me this, uh, which is nice of them. Do you see now? Do you see the picture I sent you? Do you understand now? <sighs> So let's do a quiz, listeners. Sorry, I got uh, distracted by the transformer lips that I sent lis- you. <laughs> listeners, it, on the left upper left quadrant of the flag, if it is Oops, right I side up. Oops, I muted up, you. Oh. Don't bother talking anymore. <laughs> I muted you in the edit. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> she looks at the back of the TV and sees the Magpie logo. Meanwhile, the doctor chases after the police car. Um, okay, you're unmuted. Okay, uh, so so upper left quadrant. Okay, you're muted thin- again. So Eddie uh, kicks Rose out, but before she leaves, she shames him for hanging the flag upside down. And the way but you the would funny know thing that is nobody really knows which way is which. <laughs> I have a thing to say, Sam. I know if you look at the upper left quadrant of the Union flag, not the Union Jack. We're not on a boat. The thin red line should be on the bottom, underneath the white wide white stripe. But if you're in looking at the top right quadrant, Jordan, then the line, thin red line, should be. I'm never going to remember this without a clever mnemonic. <laughs> song. Okay. If it's on the top right quadrant, <laughs> the line should be on the bottom. If it's on the top right quadrant, the red line should be on the top. That's not a mnemonic. You just sang the words. You said you wanted a song. Okay. Uh, let me think of something. Top left. <laughs> Top left quadrant, red should be mm, t- on the top left of the flag. No. <laughs> if you look at the left comma top, the what the red line's gotta drop. If you look at the right the top right quadrant, the red line's on top. Got it? 
You just you just this said has it been, again. This has been flag facts. Next week we'll talk about the flag of Nepal and how you can draw one on your own. You Tune keep in just next saying time. It. You're- Sam, can you please read us the Doctor Who prayer so we can wrap this episode up? <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so uh, the Doctor, uh, the Doctor does not get fooled by Operation Market Garden or Operation. Uh, that's a real World War II thing. Operation. Market cart, market stall. Operation close the gate. <laughs> Operation lock the fucking door. Uh, but he doesn't trick, <laughs> he doesn't get tricked this time. He gets it, he goes in, and then he sees all the people with their, with no faces, but not like the guy from the movie for Spirited Away. And this is where I was thinking of Detroit become human, and I was, I was just Who thinking are the about, monsters? It's these guys. We, we are. <laughs> you let the monsters out. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if the real monsters is the scary androids. Sometimes I wonder if the real monsters are the scary guys with no faces. And I, I'm right, yes. Also, by uh, the way, if you look at the top left quadrant of the flag, the red line should be under the white line. Great. Uh, so he goes into the cage and, you know, I don't need to tell you what happens. Uh, but the people start, like, creepily clenching and unclenching their fists. Apparently, uh, Ironicus said that this is... So I've never heard of the quarter mass experiment. Yeah, I've never heard of it either. Apparently, it's a very influential, like, BBC sci-fi show from, I think, the 50s. And 53, I think, was when it originally aired. This episode apparently was going to be full of quarter-mass experiment references. Jesus Christ, Mark. But most of them got cut. The clenching and unclenching fists is apparently a thing from that. We actually have already gotten one before. Did you see Uh, what it was? What? Uh, the oh, funny the scientist refer- Malcolm saying his units were Bernards. Oh, that was that a true? that was a character in Quartermass Experiment. So oh, just, that reminds me. The scene from Arthur was also a reference to the Quartermass Experiment. That's right. This is another thing that uh, Mark Gatiss openly admitted to ripping off in this episode. <laughs> because in this interview, they were like, how did you come up with the creepy faceless people? And he said, well, I saw it on Sapphire and Steel, another sci-fi show from, <laughs> from England. Has Mark ever had an original idea in his life besides, like... Robin Hood. Wait, no, that if, wasn't him either, What if Moriarty it? was uh, gay, parentheses, psycho? Gay, parentheses, scary... That's probably Stephen Moffat, let's be real. Um, yeah. So, I was thinking, one thing I love in television shows is when an episode is reliant on, or, or, or just like everything in an episode is a reference to something. Uh, because you definitely don't risk just losing your viewer completely, especially when your thing was made in 1954 or whatever. When I, I was mean, a, to be fair, if I didn't know that these things were references, I would have no. I have a funny. I have a funny story. Uh, when I was like 14 years old, besides Doctor Who, the greatest show ever made, uh, my other favorite TV show was Psych. Not you like I used tricky. to like Psych a lot. I loved Psych, and there was an episode called dual spire uh which uh unbeknownst to me at the time was just one long extended reference to twin peaks a show i had never seen so the entire thing just confused the fuck out of me and i didn't understand like any of the jokes or any of the references or any of the anything that was going on and then i was like talking to my friend and i was like what was what was that episode dual spires like what was going on and then he was like oh it was a reference to a show that came out in the 90s that i'd never seen before oh okay i do 
Yeah, I had I had a similar one of these, which is I was watching a particular episode of Community once at, when it was airing. I was still I was watching along with the show at the time because I used to love that show. And I was watching this one episode and I was like, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. What the fuck happened to this show? And I stopped watching because it was so, so, so bad. And I found out years later that someone was like, oh, yeah, that episode of Community that's like one extended riff on my dinner with Andre. And I was like, what? Why would they do that? What? It's to like to every- be fair to this episode, it's not just, hey, do you remember the quarter mass experiment? But it is, Most but of those what, references ended up getting cut. But that's what Mark and his infinite wisdom wanted it to be. Yes, but also, I think I think that this... It doesn't feel like the whole thing is like, hey, remember other stuff? It's just, like, derivative. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rose I goes... Didn't, I didn't feel like I was like, what's good? Like, it's, it's very self-contained in a way that you could follow it just fine, even if you don't recognize the references. Anyway, Rose, the doctor yeah. does get caught by one of the detectives. Rose goes to the Magpie TV shop and wants to buy, quote-unquote, wants to buy a TV. She's, she's lying. I don't think she's actually in the market for a TV. Oh, I thought that the reason she went here was because she was like, oh, you got your TV at Magpie Electronics. That must be the guy who's selling them for five pounds. I'll go get a really cheap TV while I'm here. <laughs> Only five quid for a TV that uh, doesn't have color. Doctor, let's go. I don't even care about what's happening to the faceless people. (laughs) I got five cheap TVs. If we travel to the future, they will become vintage, like, collector's items in perfect condition. This is my new... I want to write a companion who's just got on their grind set where... Oh, that reminds me. All they want to do is, like, go buy stock. Yes, I wanted to go back to the companion awards. Yeah? Oh, this really classic bit? Uh, have, has there been a companion who has just been, like, getting owned? Was it maybe Dan? Dan? Dan's, like, wife got kidnapped. What's the, what's the purple heart of being a Doctor Who companion? Uh, it's the, it's, <laughs> it's the Mickey Memorial. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Medal of Mickey. It's the Medal of Mickey. So we have three awards that we can give. We have the Sarah Jane Outstanding Excellence Award. We have the Leela. Well, no, it's the, it's the Sarah Jane Award for Companion Initiative. Yeah. Sarah Jane wasn't like crushing it. She was just mm-hmm. like doing stuff on her own. The Leela Cross for if they kill anybody. It's just only <laughs> if they kill anybody. Oh, so, so like, uh, for example, while we're like calibrating the system, I would say, that Ryan and uh, and Graham got the Leela heart. I know, contrary to what the doctor fucking thinks, when they put uh, they put Tim Shaw in the in the goo chamber for the rest of eternity. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there's the the what was it? The Mickey medal, the medal of Mickey, the medal of Mickey. That's just like when uh, I mean Rose gets a medal of Mickey in this episode. She gets owned real bad. Yeah, do you not remember when her face comes off? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Fair enough. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we're at the electrical shop and, uh, she says, why are you selling these TVs for dirt cheap? And he says, I have my reasons. I'm broke. Uh, but this is where I have to take Rose's award away because she's a fucking idiot because the TV turns on and the lady goes hungry, hungry, and she's like, what in the world is that? And I will remind you that she came here to investigate the weird face loss stuff 
connected to the TVs with red lightning coming out of them that she's incredibly suspicious about Magpie for why he's selling them for so dirt My cheap. Grin- my and now there's a weird lady on the TV show saying that she's hungry, and she says, what is that? And he says, TV show? And she's like, oh, okay. You wouldn't and she poss- fully buys it. It's just one of those weird, weird shows. That is unacceptable to me, Rose. Did she get, Rose. The, orb- did she get the orb of confusion in that moment? Was, was she standing next to it? And then, by the way, he's like, I need you to leave right now. I need to close my store. And she's like, I'm not leaving until I get information. And he locks the door, and she looks at the TV, and the TV is like, hello, little girl. And Rose is like, but how can the TV program be talking to me? Rose. Rose, come on. You're better than this. Where are you? How long is it? This is not the first episode. This is not your first Rose Dio. Um, nice. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and then the t- lady's like, "My name is 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 the Wire, the TV show, The Wire, and I'm gonna suck your face off. I'm gonna suck you off. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, so many people are gonna be watching the TV show. I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to feast, feast, feast. Yum, yum, yum. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, we go back to the doctor and the police officer. Uh, the, the police officer is Detective Inspector Bishop. I wrote his name, but I genuinely don't remember if he plays any role after this one well, scene. Well, he gets his, he gets his face sucked off. <laughs> That's right, he does. Uh, later. Uh, but he asks the doctor, okay, I liked this. I'll say yeah. it. Okay. I liked it. It was a funny gag, cause he's like, tell me what you know, and the doctor says, well, for one thing, you can't wrap your hand around your elbow and make your fingers meet, and the big muscle man who punched him in the previous scene is standing behind Detective Bishop and just kind of sheepishly reaches toward his elbow and makes a face like, yep, he got me. Can't and then wrap just like slowly red. stands back normal. <laughs> And uh and the the devious I thought that trick was a good is, gag. The devious trick is if you can't if you try it makes you it knocks you out instantly. So don't try <laughs> If this you can't all. wrap your fingers around your elbow, you have cancer. Did and the doctor you, did slaps you know, his yeah. hand onto his elbow and he's like, Ow, my funny bone. Um and then the doctor's did, did, like when you when you were a kid, did people ever do that? Yes. I don't yes. know. You're like what, twelve? <laughs> we're like I'm a like what, a hundred? I don't know. I know when you were a kid they were like Oh, verily, the Civil War. Let's play Civil War. It was just had just happened. That's what you just did right now, but in the other way, the other direction. I like that you, it sounded like you were implying that I was in the Civil War. Then you backed off and said, well, let's play Civil War. And then you, then you said, no, I am actually, it just happened. Forsooth. We doth fight right now in the Civil War. It is happening. I this doth is how we talk. In 1855, United <laughs> I, States. I'm Abraham Lincoln. I hope nothing bad happens to me tonight. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, anyway, uh, the doctor goes brain mode and says, You're trying to sweep the faceless people under the rug so that nothing disrupts the coronation. But doesn't it frustrate you? that you're an inspector, but you don't get to do any inspecting. And Bishop sits down at the desk yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah I just, you're I just right. don't know where to begin. Maybe start with uh, the guy, the all the TVs. Everybody just suddenly got a TV in the houses of the people whose faces got sucked off. But then the, the well, <laughs> they, yeah, that's true. They're not even investigating. Yeah, it it took like Rose was the first person ever to think to ask like, 
what was happening when her face disappeared? <laughs> That's true. Uh, but yeah, I, I like this. I like this doctor moment where he like turns the interrogation around and is like, uh, you're going to tell me everything you know. And Bishop's like, okay, sir. All right. Um, and he says that like this has been going on for a month around uh, around North London specifically, uh, and then Rose delivery. Uh-oh, it's Rose, but she got her no, face go. It fell off. Oh, it was because they. It was because Billy Piper had other things to do today, so they <laughs> they just needed to take her face off. I this feels like this is probably like a big gift moment for shippers. Because the part where the doctor where Rose has no face, no mouth to kiss? No. Well, I mean, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder and all that. But uh, when the doctor sees faceless Rose, like, Bishop <laughs> talking gets, like, muffled and fades into the background. And he He's, like, seething with anger at what happened to Rose. And, and Bishop's like, oh, yeah, you know, she was found in public, which is unusual. Did you hear him say, if we don't figure this out, Torchwood will be on us? I did not notice that at all, but, I mean, maybe they'll, like, show up and be bisexual at the problem until it goes away. (laughs) But the doctor then turns to Bishop and he goes, Well, this makes things simple. Because now there is no power on this earth that can stop me. The doctor spends the rest of the episode being Batman, and I don't love it that much when the doctor's like you hurt Rose now you must where's Rose like the 50 other people who got their face sucked off absolutely nothing but the but the lady he him like you're going down they go outside and it's morning I don't know when the time passed but it's morning now it was night before but now it's morning uh we go back to the the Connollys uh everyone's getting ready to watch the coronation family's coming over uh, Eddie is like, now you behave yourself, Rita. Uh, we meet Eddie's sister, Betty, uh, who says the TV is so amazing. And she then also it- says, she also says the kid, li- the kid is nice to his mom and grandma. You should beat that out of him. Yeah. And Eddie's like, believe me, I fucking will. Uh, Eddie also has another asshole moment here when he like leans over to his sister and very loudly is like, <laughs> you know, I kept telling Rita, what are you doing your hair up for? You know the queen won't see you, you fucking idiot. And they all and laugh at like, her. Ha 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 ha. Uh, so the doctor's at the door again. Tommy goes to answer it and Eddie follows him to the door. And he says, you little twerp, I need to maintain my reputation. And Tommy's like, your reputation. He's He's American. Your reputation? Is that why you told the police to come take grandma away? And then he, and then he just like openly, he just out, flat out calls his dad a fascist. And he's like, you fought fascists in the war, but now you are the fascist. Which I thought was yeah. pretty cool. I, I like it. Um, I like it until what happens at the end of the episode. I just, it, it's, it, it really bothers me this sort of like, again, like pseudo progressive politics that's entirely based on straw men getting owned like you set someone up to be the worst you're creating a, you're making up a guy to get mad at is what right and doing. it's like it's like yeah obviously all the real world people like this guy are awful but every time he gets owned it just is so like you can just feel the fingerprints of the writer on it like 
I mean, skipping ahead to the end, oh. when when Rita, like, finally confronts him, she's like, this house is actually my mother's property, now get out. And it's like, yeah, every sexist pig in the 1950s lives in a house that his wife's mom owns. Ha ha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, get his ass. I, yeah, that's why he's raw. <laughs> It's just such a stupid, like, superficial way of doing politics. I don't know. It it just, it does nothing for me. I just, it's just cringe. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't clap? No, I didn't clap. And it's like, yeah, I, I agree that this guy's the worst. But I, I also, the tone of this episode broadly feels like 1953, the year that, that sexism lost because the queen the was queen, because they the 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 lady with the big house they found a they found a lady who got born i don't instead. know if that's what mark was thinking because the more i watch of his episodes i begin to believe that he doesn't I think, think about things when he writes them i think a i think mark doesn't think when he writes and b i think mark uh, is an absolute monarchist and i think that he thinks that the queen should just have all the power I mean, almost certainly, but uh, anyway. I mean, what else is new? So anyway, Tommy is like, I didn't fight in the war, so a little twerp could tell Tommy me is, what to- Tommy is Oh, no, the- sorry. He calls him <laughs> ratty little scum. Yeah, Tommy is the boy, not the dad. But yes. Oh, did I say Tommy? I meant it. Yeah. Um, I've hit puberty just now, you rat. I'm big enough learn, to fight you. We learn that Eddie has been the one calling the police on all the neighbors who lost their yeah, faces. Yeah, it's a real, real, it's a, it's a, much like, a, much like, uh, 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 The Crucible, that's the play. Uh, this is actually all a metaphor for McCarthyism. Sure. Thank you. Uh, and you ever read Rita the overhears this and she's like, is it true you told the police to take my mom away? And he's like, your mother was a filthy, disgusting thing, and after her face got taken off, it was even worse. He doesn't say that. Um, did you ever read? Did you ever read the Crucible? I fucking hated the Crucible. You hated it? Oh, I, I thought hated it, was... it. I remember. No, when I'm I was... sorry. I I don't remember having much of an opinion of the book that was actually a play that we read like a book. I hated the movie. I thought the oh, movie God. was awful. I asked my English teacher if the crucible was a metaphor, like an allegory for McCarthyism, and she told me it wasn't. And I was very confused by that. Can I ask you, and you know, you you would have been a teenager, so I think it's okay for you to admit that you were cringe if you were cringe. Mm -hmm. When you say you asked if it was an allegory for McCarthyism, do you mean I had heard it was an allegory for McCarthyism and I wanted to get credit for saying so? No, like I I was asking a real question. Okay. okay. Because I was a history loser, and I thought it was That is true, you are a history loser. I was a big, I was a big fucking I mean, were, I mean, are, I mean, were. I am, is, was, is, was, but I did ask, I did ask that question uh you can imagine me wearing my monocle and my little bow tie well i mean i don't have to imagine it i'm we're I, as always we record this on video and you are we wearing have, those things right well now. you're looking yeah i mean but but you have I mean, well, family you, i guess to be fair you when we record the podcast you do an 11th dr cosplay I, anyway so when we record the podcast i always use a, a picture of me at age 17 as my profile picture just so people to stay humble and i was wearing my bow tie and i was wearing my monocle and but you've rigged it up like a vtuber and i i I went up to my english teacher and i said "Uh, ma'am swag is for boys and classes for men first of all (laughs) and also is the crucible an allegory for mccarthyism and then she said no it wasn't and and that was kind of funny you fucking idiot 
And then I said, and then I said, well, we, I look, I came back and I came back the next day and I said, I did a seance with Arthur Miller, ma'am. And first of all, swag is for boys and class is for men. And you're also, reading Animal Farm and you're just loudly turning to everyone else in class. <laughs> and you're like, I'm beginning to think that this is no mere animal story. I think this might mean something, fellow, fellow teens. I may, maybe this is, is it possible? Is it possible that animalism is possibly a metaphor for commun- communism? I mean, I was the I was the kid in school who, whenever I had to read anything for for school, first of all, I didn't. Second of all, the idea that anything had any meaning was personally offensive to me, yeah. and I got so angry at shit like that. Like, I mean, I was I was a the curtains were fucking blue kid. I do I do look back on that a lot. Like when you read Great Gatsby and they describe the billboard, and I was like, "It's just a fucking billboard, people." It's just a cool picture of some and then, eyes that and then they those, constantly bring up. And then those kids grow up to write Game of Thrones. <laughs> so <laughs> themes are for eighth grade book reports, which I refused to write. This has on been a, this has been a, this has been a, a, a blast from the past. Productions. Uh, I'll take my bow tie off now. Um, what were we talking about? We're talking about Doctor Who, right? Yeah. So Rita tells Tommy, she's like, you son, you go with the doctor and help him. Uh, and she closes the door and locks Eddie out. And then she sits back down with the family and says, sorry about that, everyone. Nothing's going to spoil the I really like the fact that nobody, nobody, uh, at the coronation party questions the fact that, uh, that Reggie, what's his name? Eddie. Eddie. Reggie is gone. Right, or not Tommy. even Betty, his sister, isn't his sister. even like, where's my brother? <laughs> right. Did you lock him out? <laughs> and also the fact that Reggie didn't, like, pound on the door, like, let me in, Well, I've been defeated with my own logic, so I suppose <laughs> I'll go leave now. Pretty much, yep. I mean, from how it ends, I have to assume he was literally just sitting on the, on the steps the whole time. He was just sitting on the step having point. a cigarette, yeah. But... I have good news, which is that, mm-hmm. in my opinion, after that scene, the episode gets largely palatable because they stop trying to do any weak-ass Social politics commentary. until the very end. Yeah, it, it, it really trips over its whole dick right before the episode's over, but... Uh, I thought but. that once once we get to the part where it's just, the Doctor is trying to fight the alien menace, I was like, this is fine. This part is fine. Yeah. In my opinion. Uh, so Tommy tells the doctor that the night that his grandma lost her face, she was watching TV. The doctor says, oh my God, Rose caught it immediately. She pointed out that there were too many aerials for 1953. And Tommy says, oh, Mr. Magpie's been setting up tons of TVs on our street. So they go to his shop. Uh, the doctor like bangs on the bell, but he's not answering. They do break in also. Uh, and he finds in a drawer a portable TV outputting a ton it's of a, power. It's a, it's a Sega Game Gear. Um, he says <laughs> it's made of Bakelite, so you know it's from the 1950s, because I did play the video game control, so I do know what that is now. Is it Bakelite? Um, I thought it was Bakelite. I don't know. I didn't play the video game control. Did, and, uh, wait, and the do- I, now I'm confused. Did you play control? <laughs> yes. But I don't know how to pronounce the word, so now I don't know. <laughs> so now I'm just backpedaling so people don't think I'm foolish. Uh, the doctor's like, this is advanced tech, but made from contemporary to this time period materials. How could this be? That's all. It is Bakelite, you're right. 
I've Hell heard Bakelite. Yeah. It's spelled like Bakelite, but it is Bakelite. That's just when you want your cookies not to be too brown. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the TVs all turn on, and we see all the disembodied faces on the screens. We see Tommy's grandma. We see Rose, who is silently mouthing, Doctor, Doctor. And he, he tells her he's on his way, but she can't hear him. Uh, Mr. Magpie walks in, and the doctor says, all right. Who's really in charge? And then the TV turns on and the wire lady is here. She explains that on her planet, she was executed by her people. They took away her body, but she managed to escape before they destroyed her consciousness, I guess. And she got into the TV somehow. And that's that. That's it. And that's all. Uh... There's a lot of, like, stupid little jokes in this scene where, like, she becomes, like, a color image and Bishop is like, color TV, imagine that. Imagine that. (laughs) So, uh, Magpie finally explains why he's doing this. In exchange for helping her, she agreed to let him keep his face. And she said that she would release him when she manifests after she's eaten enough people. And cool. the doctor has some realization here. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, you need the portable TV. I didn't quite understand what he said here, but the gist of it is she's going to jump into the portable TV. They're going to take it to a transmitter, and then she's going to jump out into all the other TVs is the point. It'll be really easy and good, so mark that down. And then, ding, 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 ding. Uh, she starts eating their faces, but when she sees him pull out the screwdriver, she goes, <gasps> He's armed and clever! <laughs> I did notice we have a clever count of, I think, just one this week. Wrong! I'm pretty sure they say it three times. And she says, run, you clever boy, and remember... She does She does successfully eat Bishop's face, uh, and then she jumps into the portable, portable TV, Magpie runs away, gets in his truck, and drives off. Uh, Bishop starts clenching and unclenching his fist. All the old people in the crowd understand it, and I don't, and then they run outside. They like and it. the doctor says, oh my god, they're near Alexandra Palace with the biggest transmitter in London. Oh no. If only I had a boy to help me out here. I'm. This was funny because it felt like out of nowhere they were like, also Tommy is an electrics whiz. Yeah, I didn't get that, but also I watched a Tom Scott video one time where he said that when he went to school, they taught every child in the UK how to fucking wire a plug themselves. Okay, fair enough. Because they didn't have the the electronics. 1953 when men were were men. Apparently electronics in the UK for decades did not come with its own plug. It would just be a bare wire that you had to wire up yourself. You fucking believe that? I know. What a terrible country. Yeah, of course, I've watched Technology Connection, so I also have very strong opinions about American wiring systems that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to, they go to, uh, what's it called? Alexandria Hall? Alexandra Alexandra Hall. Palace. Uh, the doctor shows his, uh, his, his, uh, his psychic paper to a guard, and it says... Oh, uh, he, the- he and Tommy, like, gather up equipment at the shop yeah. first, uh, to assemble a doohickey. I did like, by the way, that... As they are, like, chasing after Mr. Magpie, the doctor is, like, hastily assembling his doohickey while he runs. Mm-hmm. That was good. Also, I've said it before, I love the 10th Doctor's doohickeys. He likes to make his little funny, silly contraptions. He likes to make stupid contraptions that barely fucking work. Uh, and, and barely fucking work they do. Um, but... 
Uh, there's a part where he runs past a guard and the guard's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm from New York here. And then he flashes his psychic paper and it's like, the king of Norway who loves to climb and have fun. Right this way, <laughs> sir. Yeah, they, they like get into the central control room of the transmitter or whatever. They set up the doohickey. He grabs like an extension cord and starts climbing up the tower. Extension cords are another thing. That technology connections has made me have very strong opinions, even though I don't know anything about them. Uh, Magpie, and like he, he is like on the, he's going on the base it. of the transmitter, and he's like looking at the TV. Speaking he's like, of, please don't make me do this. Speaking of Assassin's Creed, this guy's been this guy is <laughs> not ready to live his assassin fantasies. Uh, but he's he he you know he he grits his teeth and he clambers up that goddamn thing. He does do that. He unlocks a segment of the map in the process. Um, you know, I hate to be this guy. Yeah, me too. I I wouldn't want to be, uh, be... Me? No, the guy who, the, uh, Magpie? I would hate to be that guy, yeah. I hate, I hate to be this guy who nitpicks the plot, but Mr. Magpie has the wire trapped in a portable TV. Why isn't he just He could just, like, fucking run it over with his car and it would, that would be the end of it. That's what I'm saying, Sam. It's his She really just, like, put her life very literally in his hands and he's just like, uh, whatever it's, you say, powerless woman. <laughs> to be fair, no, wait, she doesn't do that till he plugs it in. It's 2D waifu, Sam. He's doing it for her. He loves her. Um, he plugs, he plugs her in. Is it, I guess it's like when, when Theon is like shaving, uh, uh, Ramsey. Ramsey. And he it's like, this yeah. is his opportunity to like slice his throat open, but he doesn't do it. He's too afraid. Um, Mark Gatiss is in that show. He is. Who does he play? Mark is Tycho from the Iron Bank. He is Tycho, knows Doris, and he looks at Cersei's map. He says that she ain't got his eyelids burned. That's not true. Um, I mean, it is true that that happened Ed Sheeran, but he didn't, he wasn't the one who said it. Uh, so he, pl- he plugs the thing in, he plugs the, the, the game gear in and he, and lightning starts going and everybody at home watching the coronation starts getting the suck job and they don't like it. They, uh, and then the doctor starts climbing up to plug his doohickey in um, and then Magpie's like, please, doctor, help me. And then, uh, the wire is like, no. And then <laughs> he says, he says, please, you promised me peace. And she says, here it is. <laughs> please, you told I'm so sad Steve Jobs died of Ligma. <laughs> yeah, so he um, gets disintegrated. Uh, and I love this because the doctor's like, you fool, you fucking doofus. Haven't you, you used, ever watched season one of Pokemon? It's like you used all of your power to kill this guy just now, and now I can just plug the thing in because I'm where. Oh, she shocks him, and he's wearing rubber soles. So Aha. he used she used up all of her electricity. Try this, power. kids at home. And then he and then uh, he plugs it in. The doohickey breaks like a fuse bursts or something, and then Tommy just like screws a new one in, and then it, it works. And then everybody she gets yeah, sucked. she screams and dies, uh, and everybody's and face everyone's is, faces get popped back on. But they were fine. aware; they were aware of it. And they aren't, aren't always aware of it. But they're also like, My face for the past like five minutes. We've been cutting in shots of the coronation, and everyone's been clapping for the entire yeah. The time. queen you, in this house. We stand for the queen, and we kneel for the queen. Back in the warehouse, everyone's faces reappear, and they all celebrate having faces we stand, again. We we stand for the flag, and we kneel for the jack. 
This is where... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. They say clever four times in this episode. Um, the doctor uh, goes back to Tommy and says, It's all sorted out. A clever alien, me, trapped the wire in a Betamax tape 30 years before it was invented. Wrong, Mark. It was 20 years. Why didn't you just look Ooh, it up? Ooh, get his ass. I was as able to Google it as you were. He didn't grow up with... He doesn't know what Google is. He didn't grow up in that time period. He's, <laughs> he's anywhere between... 50 and 86 years old uh they go back to the warehouse tommy hugs his grandma all Rose the people's faces come back yeah they're all doing great they're clapping it's like and then they have like a big <laughs> block they have a big oh we see a shot of uh of reggie getting uh eddie ha- packing reggie packing his bags and being kicked out because it turns out that the grandma owns the house so cool I guess I don't feminism know. feminism resigned. I mean I sexism. I don't. I don't know. I mean, there's more to life than having to pay the rent. There's other things you have to pay for. But okay, um, I'm just saying if we're if we're focusing on the logistics of this, I I don't know. I don't know. Sexism resigned. Sexism resigned. They will. They will. They will not have money for food because I don't think that the mom has a job. Well, I'm just. She does the I'm, housework. <laughs> The doctor will give her a million dollars. And Tommy sees it. Oh, this is the part where, yeah, there's like a party in the street. We there's see one, one black man clapping. And he's so happy for the queen. He loves I love it. the 50s. I love to be here. Uh, Rose asks the doctor, uh, is the wire trapped in that little TV now? We didn't. I don't know if we really clarified that she is trapped in the little TV Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's right. She's trapped in the Betamax. Yeah, we just said that. Uh, and I liked this joke, to be honest, where she's like, oh, what are you going to do? And he says a bunch of techno babble, and she says, what? And he says, oh, I'm I'm going to tape over it. And she says, oh, I'm always doing that. I could do it. <sighs> Excuse me. I'm very tired of this episode. <laughs> I just thought um, it was funny. It, it gave me visions of uh, Rose and Jackie, like, fighting over Rose taping over her soap operas or whatever. Taping over uh, the the wedding tape of uh, Rose and or Rose's dad and, and Jackie. and She, she but, didn't need the wedding. She can go see it whenever she wants. Mm-hmm. That's definitely the moral of that episode, is that she can go visit to time travel. Yeah, didn't you notice that when time. we were at the wedding, there was just like 30 Six roses, roses from different points in her life? <laughs> yeah, it's the 12 roses. Yeah. Uh, so the doctor gives Tommy the moped and oh says, just keep it in the garage for some time. And then what? this part Wait, is... hold on. Is the implication of that that it's anachronistic? Because if so, why did he have it in the first fucking place? <laughs> I thought that he had it because he was like, woohoo, the 50s. Did you not notice the hover wheels? Uh, and this part sucks. So, so we've seen Reggie um be abusive to his wife and child and then also literally sell out his entire neighborhood and his and his his uh, mother-in-law uh and he gets he gets his comeuppance which is that he's a horrible 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 man um uh his son even said he's like a fascist uh and then we see him charlie brown sad walking away with his suitcase yeah and he rose sees his dad like, get kicked out and he's like huh, good riddance yeah he's happy about it and then rose is like Oh, come on. You're clever. Ding! Enough to know that no, you no, no, should no, no, be... No, 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 hmm? You're clever. Clever enough to save oh, the world. Right, double the clever. So don't stop there. So be nice, your, be nice and forgive your abusive father. Yeah, and and he's like, but my dad is an idiot. And she says, of course he is. He's your dad. 
And you know, look, I don't. I guess need, Rose. I, guess I don't Rose need would the characters to, to always be right. I, I guess think Rose that it would is, be the one to say that, though. Because I think the that one. it is in character for Rose to be like, "Hey, that's your dad. He's the only dad you've got." Someday you might regret not giving him an opportunity to redeem himself. That's the thing, though, is that I thought at first I was I thought at first that this was going to be like, hey, that's your dad. Go talk to him and let him know that it's it's okay if he wants to try to make things right. Like if he wants to learn and grow, you should be open to that. I thought that that was what Rose is saying, but it's instead, like the, it's Tommy like runs over and carries his dad's suitcase for him. He's like trying a good to help boy. him get. He's trying to help him get out faster. <laughs> yeah, get out and of then, here. And then, here, and let then me Reggie, get that for you, son of a bitch. And then Reggie crosses the street and he gets hit by a car and drops his vase, and that's the end of him. Good work, forty-seven. <laughs> it was it was a very weird way to end the episode. That it it wasn't like give him a chance to make things right. Let him know that it's okay for him to have been wrong if he wants to move past it and become a good man. No, go carry a suitcase for him. That's your dad, for God's sake. Honor your father. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Well, it's the 50s. They didn't have that one. I don't know, God man. hadn't had that one yet. This episode... There's no no bueno. It's like extremely... It. To me, it's like as as far down as an episode could possibly be while still being like mid tier to me. It was the worst of the 10th doctor episodes we've seen so far. I I think that's a a pretty fair judgment. It wasn't just pure shit, but it certainly wasn't good. I didn't Uh, like it. I, I thought Billy Piper was having fun, which I liked. And, um, I thought that the part where it was just the doctor needs to fight the alien and save the world and get Rose back. I was like, oh, it's like an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, it's but like a Everything TV with show. the family was just shit. And also, uh, I don't know that the Dutch angles added anything. We didn't mention them, but assume that every shot in this episode was a Dutch angle. I think there's a lot of Dutch angles in in, in this era of Doctor Who, but I could be wrong. Um, C minus. Uh, yeah, probably like a C minus for me, or, or I would say it's like a solid C, maybe. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where my other rankings are at right now, so I don't know if that's. <laughs> well, they're all in the spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm not looking at that. Uh, well, you're gonna fucking look at it in a second. Yeah. But first, next time on Doctor Who, the We're Doctor the and Rose Satan go pit. to a space station full of Ood and also Satan. Satan is there. I wonder if we'll ever know anything about that. I wonder Hope if there's some kind of okay. Uh, I wonder if they're they're gonna kill all the slaves. <laughs> uh, Jordan, I I don't remember if I've said this on the podcast, but you've got your time bombs. I've got my time bomb, and it's the it's the episode that is currently uh, on the random episode page, which is well, well, series seven, know? episode two, dinosaurs on a spaceship, written by Chris Chibnall. That doesn't sound like a great episode, personally. If that that is the I don't know if that episode is an episode that people like or hate, but I am it's, terrified of ever. It certainly it. it certainly has a threatening aura. <laughs> uh okay. Which doctor, Jordan? Uh I'm still I'm still Jody mode. I'm still Jody mode. I sure. I mean that's fine. I don't disagree. I would I would be happy to see her again. I just 
it's so wild that you would want Jody specifically after how much we've seen. But, you know, it, it, it's been a while. When was our last Jody? It's been a while. Our last Jody was... Oh, this this is not sorted in a way that would make this remotely. Uh, episode 17, and this is 24-ive? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a while. I, I wouldn't mind a Jody again. Uh, I'm still on the Capaldi. Let's see what we got. Hey, Capaldi, Capaldi. Series 8, Episode 10, In the Forest, Forest of the of Night. The... Who's the companion for that one? Let's see. I'm going to send you a picture I just made real quick, um, and I want you to tell... We, it's listeners. a Clara. Oh. The episode received mixed to negative reviews from critics. Can you please describe the uh, to our listeners the image I've just cooked up? But for I you do today? see that there's an actor in it named Harry Dickman. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Can you please describe to our listeners <laughs> this image? <laughs> Fucking I, idiot! I just uh, Jordan <laughs> has sent me the famous Kyle XY promo image of him lifting up his shirt, but in place of his no belly button is I assume that is specifically Rose's blank face. <laughs> it sure is. Great, just cooking that up for you. Well, I guess we'll have some more Capaldi next week. Uh, we, won't get to see, we won't get to see Matt Lucas. We won't find out if he's a robot, and we will never find out what's behind that big funny door. Well, I think I probably should get rid of this monkey's paw. I don't know what I was hoping to get out of it. <laughs> um. All right, let's... Uh, I don't want to... Jordan, wanna can what? I re-roll? No. You know it doesn't work like that. Please. No. <laughs> Chris you Pike of Wales Online said the episode was not a scary or fun adventure. Okay, I want to say what well, I'm going to say. I'm going to say uh, a couple words to you. I don't remember how many, uh, but several words. Battle of Ranscor Av Kolos. This could be one of our favorite episodes. That's true, and you know, I I do often have the thought of like, oh, I shouldn't look up reviews because those will color our. No, they don't. They don't color our opinions. Critics are wrong about things because every time the, an episode of like House of the Dragon came out, they'd be like, "This is the slowest and shadiest episode of a television show," or it'd be like, "Characters were talking to each other instead of fucking and killing." So right, critics said that Ranscore of Colo sucked ass. Critics also good. said that Name of the Doctor was one of the best episodes of the entire show. That's very weird. Very and I was strange. just like, I don't know. Very Although, I, I guess to be fair, we hadn't experienced the, the character arc to be completely fair. <laughs> um, should we, uh, should we wrap this up? Yeah, should hey! 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 What is if that? you like our show, you can go to patreon.com slash bros. If you want to understand about 45% of the jokes we make on this show, you can listen to Jurgen it. But if you, if you want to understand 100% of the references to Tommy tokens <laughs> that we make on this show, patreon.com slash bros, where $1 will get you a mildly special Discord role, marking you as a friend of the show, getting you all of that juicy, juicy, juicy content, including... Our classic Who premium episodes. Next, we're going to be watching what is it called? Oh, I can just check the spreadsheet. It's probably like the death, uh, the curse of the dying. It's death. called Megalos, and I saw a promo image where the Doctor looks like he's turned into a cactus. So that'll Which be got, fun. Is Tom Baker again? Who yeah, we we'll got? have Tom Baker. We'll have Romana and Canine. Okay. So, I wish we could have gotten to see the end of uh, of uh, <laughs> what was that one called? Pel- Curse of Peladon? 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 Dude, that's a six-parter. 
Yeah, I wish we could have seen more of it, though. <laughs> I want to watch that for two more episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, $5 gets you a pretty special Discord where we're marking you as a companion of the show. You can send us a message that we'll read in one of our funny, funny voices, and we will shout you out. $10 gets you an incredibly special Discord role, marking you as an honorary member of House D'Souza. I should edit in the, the happy celebratory Harry Potter music when we clap for you, which is one of the things that we do as we clap for our $10 patrons because we're idiots. Uh, and you can listen to the podcast live while we record it, which it sounds like we're not quite sure when that's going to be next week. We're figuring it out. I mean, onwards. it's not like... It, I don't think a single person has done that in like three to four years it's been it wasn't it's not, it hasn't been that long it's been like it was it's been since we did jerking it i think but hey you can you can be one of them that's true no we have valid listen along to kyle xy sometimes oh, sometimes uh well, thank you to our five and ten dollar subscribers Dan Big Challenge of Silva, Roy, Sauceworks, Stephanie Bolding, Stephanie Karen, Tasty Sea Sponge, and the honorary members of How to Souza, Cassidy, Destry Hawk, NHK. We're saluting. Fly away in that magic school bus, my friends. Nobody sent us a message this week, Jordan. Oh my god, that's cool. That just means uh, that we get to end this episode a few seconds earlier. We're Sam. on co-host at Dr. Huh. We're on Tumblr at Dr. Huh. We're on Twitter at Potting Bros. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. Jordan is on Twitter at Bradipus Rex. And Tumblr at Punish Breakfast. Listen to my other podcasts on Zero to Zero. We are alternating week to week watching Blade Trinity and Fant Forstick. And we're what? And we're playing Yakuza 4 on Kamarocha Radio. On Sounds About Light, we are going to finish Kingdom Hearts 2 next week! Yay! Sam, yeah. for the king! For King Charles! Uh, <laughs> our, our special our special boy that we love yeah, so hey, very hey, much. Yeah, hey, 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 the coronation is already going to ha- have happened fucking... by the time this episode goes up. I hope everyone's still got their faces. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, what was the fucking... They have to say the oath of the British people or something i was hearing hear conflicting this? things about whether that tweet was for real or was not real? so well i'll tell you one thing that is for real is that we have to say the prayer the doctor's prayer so can you please lead our our flock our friends um in uh in the doctor's prayer may your life flow like a river may your days smell sweet as a rose may your nights be calm and still as a pond may you be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack harkness, harkness. May Dan the Nice Man smile nicely upon you. May your souffle match Clara's <sighs> recipe just right. But if it does, it doesn't matter. And may the doctor light your path through time. Doctor Bye, everybody. Doctor Bye. We're on noisepace.xyz. Bye. <laughs>